0: You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Britt Dumine and Dan Danzi! Counting Lights
1: Podcast where comedy and wrestling lock up. What about that dude? I would have never done that. What about that dude? I think it was in Chikara Pro or CCW that had wrestled in a visible guy. There was one of those. If Kit and I were in the back If Kit You'd be belching You'd be belching
0: (laughs) We would have beat The living shit Out of somebody
1: Unless someone had Some Chinese food Apparently (laughs) That's a stop Everything you're doing
0: Listen When we were in our prime (laughs) When I was your age Okay go ahead When I was your age We were fucking So terrifying together Now apart On a show We're fine Together, we fucking, well, you saw it last week. We get out of hand.
1: Yeah. Need <laughs> Chinese food. It fucking set gets you out of hand.
0: And we gotta fucking, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta calm the demons down. Okay. With fucking, with egg rolls. <laughs> yeah. With fucking hard liquor and fucking Chinese food. <laughs> with the shrimp. Jesus Christ. With shrimp fried rice. No, it's fucking General Tao's chicken. <laughs> And the egg roll.
1: Well, okay, so and you would, then, Okay, wait. So you would go out there and beat somebody's ass. But what if it was? No, the... No, prom- we would beat their ass in the back. Okay, okay. So you would beat somebody's ass. But what if it was the promoter's idea to make them wrestle? We will, them we double? wouldn't work with them anymore.
0: Well, there you go. So. There We're you gonna go, work,
1: but work. isn't that just the wrestling world evolving? Hasn't it evolved?
0: Uh, yeah, but you know what? Wink, wink. Look at how the fucking whole world has evolved. It's pretty fucked up.
1: I mean, don't blame wrestling you for know, the world's it was so problems. Great back
0: in the seventies and eighties, and 90s. was it
1: when guys died young? <laughs> was
0: it? Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> it was the only way to open spots up. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying. Nobody though. was
0: giving those spots up unless they fucking died.
1: Wrestling has evolved to where, it's just like wink, wink, we're in on the joke. Uh, yeah, and, we and love that's it. what sucks. Well, no, but like it's just evolved to that point, and it's great and it's beautiful because the art of it can be appreciated more. Okay,
0: well, man. So Kenny Omega, maybe I'm an old fucking fuddy duddy when it comes to that shit because I fucking I enjoyed it when I you know when it when it was the way it was.
1: But we appreciate the art more, so I can go back and watch your matches and appreciate it more for what you were trying to sell. If you wrestled today, and being what it is today, I would have more respect for it, because now you know that I know that it's a work.
0: But here you are trying, and here you are still telling a story. that's a fucking nightmare. That's like one that I would wake up to in cold sweat.
1: What is the... I don't get the... Uh, it's
0: just... Uh, just Do don't. you
1: think the I people... Mean, a
0: horrible, horrible taste in my mouth. Look, look. I mean... I mean would
1: you rather something evolve... Uh, dusty Rhodes
0: roll is rolling over in No, he's not. And... Would you stop it?
1: <laughs> would you rather... Something continuing to be evolved from a gambling scam, or do you want that thing to evolve into a legit art form? Because that's what wrestling is doing. Well, right it was now.
0: a legit art form, but people but just y'all didn't fucking... realize it. We weren't telling anybody.
1: But yes, yes, that's the no, thing. No, man,
0: the, one of the greatest parts of being in the wrestling business is the, is having is being in the back with the boys, because everybody in the boys in the back had a secret.
1: And yeah, you know what I'm saying. And some of those secrets were like, oh yeah, that guy's a
0: murderer. Apparently, <laughs> shh, damn. Sh. That guy beats his wife. <laughs> That's what, um, I didn't say it was right. I didn't say it was a good secret. <laughs> no, it was just like having that. Uh, you know, hey, we put it over on him, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just... but doesn't
1: that feel a little bit like? Is there ever like? a time where you think about those times or whatever, and may, maybe and you think to yourself, man, I mean, because you said it yourself, you're lying to people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were doing. You was, know? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it was all, it was, I'm not saying it It was more difficult when you were out in the real world. Yeah. As a, as, as a regular person. When you were involved in the wrestling business, it was fucking thrilling. Because, of course. You know what I'm saying? Having an affair is thrilling. Well, it doesn't make it the. No, but, no, but yeah, but. You know, it was like, you know, we're, we are fucking, well, let's show these motherfuckers. Okay, okay, okay. Let's make them do what we want them
1: to do. I got a good example Millie Vanilli.
0: Oh, that's a. No, 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 no. No.
1: no, let me, let me that finish. Let me finish.
0: Let me finish. That, don't you dare let me fucking finish. compare the let wrestling, me with, wrestling with Rick Flair. <laughs> nope, and, nope, nope, nope. Not doing that. And, and, and fucking Terry Funk. Let did me the fucking Millie Vanilli. Let bro, me just bro. throw this
1: out there, and then I will leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Millie Vanilli.
1: You're gonna have to leave.
0: It's an art form. Or maybe I lock the door and say, "Now you can't leave."
1: Look, look, that's entrapment. Look, okay, so we're talking about an art form here. Millie Vanilli also had an art form, music. No, no, no. Somebody no, it's else was not. doing
0: the singing, though.
1: Okay, okay. Someone else was doing the singing. I did the front headline but and... but but they were portraying it as their real voices, and they probably had the same thrill, the same thrill that you did. Okay, and then what happened? They got caught. All right. And then they got thrown out and they got... Th- what I'm saying is, with this metaphor, that doesn't it feel a little bit better that you don't have to lie anymore and people can just appreciate the art and the story being told to them without feeling... Re- so, like...
0: I'll admit... I'll tell you what I mean. I'll admit this. Can we come to a middle ground? Okay, man? here we go. So, I'll admit that um, to... Uh, you know those those really hardcore wrestling fans I spoke about. Yeah. That would buy the same ticket to be sitting in the same mm-hmm. seat every week. And they were they were supportive of all the boys, the heels and babyfaces. Yeah. They cheered for the Von Erics, and they yeah. fucking they fucking they fucking booed the Freebirds. But when all was said and done and the, everybody and all the people that weren't real hardcore wrestling fans had gone home, they were the ones still hanging out in the parking lot, patting the boys on the back, giving them hugs. And, and that, that, you know, now whether imagine, you were a heel or a baby fan. Now imagine a whole or, venue filled with those types of fans. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I there understand you go. What you're, I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying it's, but look how the art form has suffered.
1: Actually, I think wrestling's in a boom right now. I think it's in a really good boom. Yeah, WWE sucks, but WWE was always going to suck. Well, at listen, some point. they're
0: in a transitional period right
1: now. WWE's been in a transitional period well, now for and, twenty and, fucking years. And
0: I'll tell you what's going on with with AEW. It's is also a transitional player period. This week, if I if I'm not mistaken, that a Steve Austin was had an interview. With someone and said what they're doing at AEW is good for what for WWF because mm-hmm. it gives them that challenge. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They're failing at the challenge right now. They are, but I'll tell you, like I think there's a lot of things that AEW is doing also that is a failure.
1: Okay, okay? go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, and I will. Defend- in particular, one of their biggest stars, mm. um, Cody Rhodes, is. Eh. is Okay, I mean, he started this whole fucking. I know, thing. but
1: he doesn't like being portrayed as as their biggest, as one of their biggest okay. stars. All right, one because when, when, because and let me just say, over just the say last one. two years, he doesn't want to be known as the Triple H type of character. Like we well, know, he's involved in the front office, and
0: here's the problem: apparently, he's not involved in the front office enough. Oh no, no, he is. he's the because, executive vice president. Yeah, but guess what? Now he's fucking going and doing a reality show with his fucking wife. I mean, so? Well, goddamn bro. I mean, fucking pick a lane. <laughs> it's an interesting life he lives. No bullshit. I and mean, they're about to have a baby. You can't you can't dedica- you can't be the best at fucking two things that you're gonna put everything into. You can't put it all into two things. You have to fucking pick a lane. If okay. you're gonna be the best, uh um a la fucking dusty roads. Okay. You know, a la fucking Ric Flair. Okay. Their whole fucking life is a wrestling so business. So you don't think that if Ric
1: Flair had been no, look given at the,
0: listen fucking example. Look at the Go. fucking Miz. Yeah,
1: he's a huge star because a of The
0: fucking piece of shit, bro. I mean, he's well, oh, long, hold on, I hold mean, on. listen. The shit that they're doing, they're doing in fucking WWE right now is fucking sickening.
1: But, but okay, I'm going to defend the Miz in saying he's one of the best bad guys WWE's had. Uh, for a long time now, he really is,
0: because you you fucking can't stand him, can you? You can't I, stand him. No, I can't stand his fucking the, his not not his fucking uh, 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 character.
1: Because yeah. To
0: me, it's a bunch of put on bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like I could smell fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then he turns around and does uh, a reality show. Where he's completely and totally not that fucking guy he's portraying on TV, but still annoying, you yeah, know. Well, he's, i think that's fucking—that probably happened when he came out of his mother's fucking vagina. He was fucking annoying. <laughs> well, we're never gonna have the Miz on the show. Thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah, well, fucking,
1: I—but but there are moments like uh, the talking smack episode. Where he pissed, he legitimately pissed off Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan walked off the set, and like you can see it in Miz's face, like, "Oh, I pissed Daniel Bryan off," and then he cuts a promo with the Intercontinental Belt, and it's like his fucking Stone Cold moment, great fucking promo, like Miz. One Miz, Miz was a wrestling fan before he got into the sure business, I mean, right? Right, and 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 all the boys like,
0: should be fucking wrestling
1: fans. So, so Cody doing a reality show. One, I think Cody's just trying to get out of the wrestling part. I think Cody's not going to be an like an in-ring performer. Cody fell back on wrestling. What do you
0: mean? Like he declined? No. Uh, uh, Cody Rose never wanted to be a wrestler. He wanted to be an actor. And he shit the bed doing that. Fair enough. And so he fell back on pro wrestling. And luckily his fucking father was one of the greatest of all times. And so... And his brother. Well, he, all right. I'm gonna put Dustin right. Rhodes. Dustin in. Was, I'm gonna but, put Dustin D- Rhodes. Dustin high. was great from time to time. Dustin's still good, but uh, in fact, I think he's probably fucking. He's probably done some of the best work since he fucking left uh, WWE. Yeah, absolutely. So it's that problem of being fucking pigeonholed like that. And but that's what fucking bothers me is that now he's more interested in being a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And he is being being the best at what so, he does so in the wrestling
1: business. what is the difference? All right, I got a couple points. One, Cody doing a reality show and then doing that talent show with Snoop Dogg and
0: Rosario Dawson. Yeah.
1: Doesn't that turn around?
0: That, that Burt Crasher was the fucking host. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But doesn't that help AEW? Doesn't that help the business when you, when you put yourself and your marketing and promoting your product... Isn't being on a reality... Because people love reality shows. Reality show lovers are going to watch this show because they're fans of of Total... I know people that watch Total Divas that don't fucking watch wrestling at all.
0: I've never seen one fucking episode of any of these fucking shows.
1: But there's a reason they exist. And they exist because it gives you a whole new perspective on a product. So, like, the Cody Rhodes thing is just another perspective of AEW the him being on the talent show with Snoop Dogg and Rosario Dawson and Bert Kreischer that's just getting more eyes on his product wouldn't you say so like if you were him why not do that and you can't tell me that if reality shows didn't exist in Ric Flair's time that he wouldn't
0: do it because I know Ric Flair would fucking do it yeah probably, probably Flair would do it now
1: Ric Flair <laughs> would do it now are you kidding me
0: I'd, I'd watch it now. That's a reality show I'd watch. Now, and if we're going to get on... a reality show of Ric Flair fucking walking around in his fucking robes. Swinging his dick, dick, <laughs> dick. And fucking going <laughs> On airplanes. To, and, fucking, and buying everybody's drinks at the Marriott. Absolutely. That's a fucking... That's, now... A, that's a reality, show, a reality show I can sink my you, teeth into. Now, it.
1: you bring up people trying to be celebrities and work in the wrestling business. Well, then we have to bring up John Cena. We have to bring up the Rock,
0: yeah, they're, because yeah, the Rock
1: but, wasn't trying to get in the wrestling business. The Rock failed as a football player. That's true. John Cena failed as a bodybuilder. Uh, okay. Uh,
0: okay. Okay.
1: So I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, if if we're gonna just pick on Cody Rhodes, we gotta include everyone. That's Hulk Hogan was just trying to be a bodybuilder.
0: Well, no, Hogan was, you know, Hogan was real young when he got in the wrestling business. So I mean, yeah, but know, he wasn't. Usually, a... I mean, listen, when you're in your fucking twenties, he didn't grow up just... as
1: a fan, though, is what I'm saying. Uh,
0: yeah, he, well, he at least grew, he grew up in Tampa, mm-hmm. and you couldn't not live in Tampa and not be a wrestling fan because that was, you know, that I mean. That was the Grams. The Grams ran fucking Florida. I mean, yeah, Florida, he watched
1: he, it when he was a little kid, but he stopped watching it when he was a teenager. Well,
0: uh, you know, and I watched Star Wars when I was a little kid. What's wrong? And then when I turned fucking 13. You should have
1: kept watching. I
0: started getting interested in different kind of Wookiees, if you know what I'm saying.
1: I don't, you you liked hairy women? I don't mm-hmm. understand what well, you're saying. Well, <laughs> I don't know well. what you say. You know, it was the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, you did know? it all for the Wookiee. What that thing do. <laughs> right, I right, got gotcha. you. What that thing do. <laughs> but if you're gonna like, if you are gonna single out Cody, who okay, was he trying to be an actor? Yeah, but he could tell you every episode of WCW Nitro. Yeah, he could tell you every episode of WWF Raw. Yeah, from the '90s and on, because he kept watching it. It's not like Cody was just totally unaware of wrestling.
0: Yeah, and when the Shockmaster fell through the wall,
1: <laughs> and the Shockmaster fell through the wall.
0: And let say, us not forget I think that's Uncle Fred.
1: <laughs> let us not forget he is the Rhodes son that was actually. Uh, uh, like fucking, like, like Dusty would come home every fucking night, whereas Dustin was the son where they had falling outs many, many well, times. Two, throughout Like, there. listen,
0: uh, uh, Cody's much, much younger than Dustin. Dustin's Absolutely, or, Dustin's my age. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's, they they was it was they had different, you know, family dynamics.
1: But you know, he's a talented guy. And, uh, it, I, and it goes I'm to show you. I'm not going to take it away from you. And me. it listen, goes to show think, you.
0: I just think that, you know, when it comes to a young company like AEW, if he's going to be involved in, you know, making decisions and being involved as, what did you call him? The, the, the execu- executive? He's the executive vice president. Executive vice president. I mean, listen, can you do two things that are so important and require so much time?
1: All you need is a cell phone and a briefcase full of paper. Uh, I don't know. You've Volu- been you an
0: executive vice president of the fucking wrestling company? What if I told you <laughs>
1: I was the executive vice president at one time of, for of, Buffalo of. Wild Wings? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, but, but okay. Okay. <laughs> If anything, uh, uh, if anything, of
0: this little room
1: right here How you the how you vice see, in this apartment. How you see Cody Rhodes and how I see Cody Rhodes is totally different. You see him as, as someone it, does he know what he's doing, and I see him as wow, WWE could have utilized him so much better.
0: Listen, we could talk for for fucking hours about the bad decisions that WWE's made.
1: Yeah, no, but I'm just saying that's what Cody's trying to portray himself as. Right. Not as a celebrity or a fucking great wrestler, but a multi-talented businessman and a multi-talented fucking athlete. All that shit rolled into one, and he's doing a good job. he And it's not just him running the helm of AEW. It's also Kenny Omega. It's also the Young Bucks. It's also Tony Khan. That it's fucking not
0: frightens the fuck out of me for Why?
1: AEW. Why? Why? Because the boys are running the business. (laughs) What? It's never, you and Kit never talked about running your own company before? Well,
0: we did. We fucking, we booked, you know, uh, NWA Southwest. So what's the difference? But, but we were doing NWA Southwest. We Mm -hmm. were just that we were focusing on that, but you know, and, and we were using the shit that we were taught to by some of the fucking best guys in the business. I'll, uh, Fucking Gary Hart and Chris Adams mm-hmm. and, and, and any killer, of them killer Tim Brooks and any
1: of them Dusty Rhodes. That's my point. That was his dad, as you said before. You don't think Dusty taught him a thing or two about television and all that well, business? I'll
0: tell you this. Go ahead. Um I'll give him this credit. Okay. That um there is something to be said about learning things from osmosis.
1: Okay. Um, That Chris Rock movie? No, that's Osmosis Jones. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know what that is either. Are you too old? You are too old for Osmosis Jones. It was a great cartoon movie. It was fun. Bill Murray was in it. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So, (laughs) I can't think about anything but Osmosis Jones. You got to watch this
1: movie, dude. It's really
0: good. (laughs) But learning something by being immersed in it from birth. Okay. Like my ability to swear. Okay. Um, Like you just, like it's some things, and it's, you know, it's been proven that some things are transferred to you through DNA. So, um, you know, on some ways I can give them credit, I don't know that I've really seen it. Like there's, they've had hits and misses in AEW. And listen, I probably, I'm not qualified to uh, to go through and nitpick the entire product, but there's things that I catch from time to time. You know, I'm not going to give you, any you examples. You, you, did like just...
1: the, uh, you did not like the you um, did not like the the match between Jericho and Cassidy. The Mimosa Mayhem match. You did not enjoy
0: that. I caught that briefly and turned it off as quickly as I possibly could. It was a good match. <laughs> it was a good match. It was fun. So, it's listen, there are huge mistakes being made, and, and I would just say, I'd say to the money people involved and the executives involved in that, buyer beware. Mm, you know what I'm saying? I'd say opposite. No, I would say just like, uh, listen, I, I think at this point, they got to go with who brought him to the dance? You know what I'm saying? Tony Khan? No, I'm just... The Jacksonville Jaguars? No, I'm just saying... No, I'm saying the boys that have done it so far. Oh, okay. Which, which would be Omega and...
1: The Young Bucks. Yeah, and-
0: the... Um, you know, whatever they fucking call themselves. Whoever they are, you know. But... And and, and I would rely a little bit more on the, on the older people that are involved in the business. And they do.
1: I mean, they have uh, Billy Gunn and Taz and all the, and Sting and all these veterans teaching their enhancement talent, tutoring their enhancement talent. Arn Anderson, Tully, you've seen them all on AEW. Yeah, just they, like, stop doing stupid
0: shit. What I do mean, you mean, stop doing stupid shit? And if what? you're going to do stupid shit that's confusing, explain it to the fucking layman fans. You're talking People about the cleaner well, gimmick again. You know, there are things that I turn on and go, what the fuck is that? Okay. I don't understand it all the time. Like uh, obviously it's me, it's being in the wrestling business and then turning it on and not being a, a, you know, video game wrestling fan. It fucking, I don't fucking understand it. Like if I see a match that has people that I think are good workers in it, I'll sit down and watch it. Yeah. But there's a lot of things on every wrestling program. I see WWE included, you know uh, uh, NXT, who recently changed their uh, yeah. Of, if uh, AEW is
1: missing so much, then why does NXT have to move to fucking Tuesdays? Because AEW was really killing them in the I don't ratings.
0: Know. I mean, I don't think right. I don't think it's a concern of Vince's right now, but I think that what I think that things will start to change, and maybe we'll see an improvement in uh, WWE's product when they start opening up the houses again maybe start. because look
1: the the Vince McMahon of the 90s is i think is dead and gone i think uh, Vince McMahon has become totally out of touch with his audience which is why he's losing i mean i, I feel well, like when he,
0: you're that fucking wealthy you're in, you're out of touch with fucking 99% of fucking all america
1: and we and we've talked about it before you know Vince McMahon is all about getting richer now it's a financial game to him which, I would, which I don't know if he knows this, but you can't take it with you. You really can't. You really can't. So I think AEW, it does have its misses in production quality. Sometimes the exploding barbed wire death match was a big fail. Oh man, It was a big fail. But was they learned something. Horrible. But that pay per view in itself was great. It had great wrestling in it. You know. It was a very violent match up until the ending.
0: Can you imagine comparing that to a sexual encounter and the, Why would ev- you? everything goes wonderful and then the ending is just like It's called my
1: 20s, sir. <laughs> All of my 20s. Um but TNT really loves them.
0: Yeah, they're uh they're going balls to the wall with it. Balls to the wall I promoting mean, And I guess probably it, and, it, and Cody's reality show is probably going to air on that and, station and, and, too. Yeah,
1: and and these are the, not the same executives that signed AEW. The executive that signed AEW to TNT is long gone. He he left TNT. So these executives that remain are really high on AEW well, because of the ratings that it brings, uh, because the people involved in AEW they know Tony Khan is a great businessman.
0: I'll agree with you on that.
1: And a wrestling fan, and it's good to see a network that's really into its product. You know, it's really Ralphie. You are just all over the place. Uh, it's really good to see that channel because I feel like Ralphie, God. What, what that thing do? I think the USA Network, the USA Network, is just uh, puts it on autopilot with WWE sometimes. Yeah, it's just like oh, this has been here so long. It's it's our flagship. Uh, so what do you think
0: is going to go on with the whole, this whole P- Peacock Network thing with WWE?
1: I mean, they they got over a billion dollars for it. That's more money than they could have ever made with nine ninety nine a month, honestly. Yeah. But they've had to take. So I read that they uh, been that NBC has censored some shit from the nineties. Yeah,
0: I've heard that too, which is. Tragic. Like
1: uh, the DX impersonating the Nation of Domination because of the blackface.
0: blackface. <laughs> so,
1: I think at some... like, And I'm not saying the 90s era was very
0: progressive. Yeah, how fucking Triple H and fucking uh, uh, Shawn Michaels and everybody involved in that is not canceled? Well, I don't know. I think when...
1: Because I think the good thing about professional wrestling is people kind of is people kind of just shrug it it seriously because it's wrestling people the the mainstream audience the people that watch the mass singer and shit you know that that say those same people that say well you know it's fake right if it happens in wrestling they shrug it off because it's wrestling
0: which is funny because i really enjoy the mass singer (laughs) god i fucking hate the mass singer no, I just you? like I don't enjoy the the whole show, I just enjoy the end when you find out who the fucking dumbass has spent the last six weeks in the costume. You're the fucking dumbass watching
1: it for the last six weeks.
0: <laughs> no, but it's just like here's the deal: is like I, luckily I usually catch it right before I go to work, and so I don't have to watch that bullshit. I just get to see who's fucking been in the costume for less. Look weeks. at you, g- giddy like a fucking child. <laughs> and it's like I just go with fucking dumbasses. Uh, well, anyways, I think
1: with them being on Peacock and Peacock taking off uh, all that content from the Attitude Era, I think that's going to hurt.
0: Because, well, and God knows what they're going to do. Are they going to fucking cancel the Freebirds? I mean... <laughs> you know? I mean... I, I, look, I don't think... down to the ring and the Confederate flag? But I see...
1: Uh, if if that footage is on the network, I'm sure it's being taken down. Because there's a lot well, of there's
0: going to be nothing left. People are
1: just finding. People are just now finding
0: out what's being taken down. Are they going to t- take away the Godfather with the, walking down the ring with this hose?
1: God, I I mean Which I, means I that's hope one not more thing they're going to
0: take off of me.
1: So like, I'm I was a huge wwf fan back in the day, I don't want the network because I can't see moments like that, and it's not because like I loved Godfather. Well, and, and his that hose. means it's
0: going to completely is it completely going to disappear now? Does the, the the Peacock Network own all this footage, or does Vince still own it? And like, is he just allowing them to air it? And what's how think... long's the contract for? And like, is this stuff all going to do all the stuff from the Oh my God! From I think Memphis, s- and
1: I think when someone pays a billion dollars for something, it's not just like to air it. I think they well, partially they- own it as well.
0: Yeah, so they just fucking Vince and the whole fucking crew all just fucking just, just fucking but sit at Chris, home and count their money. Then
1: Vince is winning the finance game. That's what it is. That's why I don't think there's going to be this WWE resurgence. When one, uh, you have people like Andrade, fucking who is Charlotte Flair's boyfriend asking for his release and then uh apparently you have another you have a whole roster that's just like him that just they're waiting for their contracts to be up so they can go somewhere else whether it be Impact or AEW and really shine they they pulled Christian away from WWE a lot of people a lot of Quote, wrestling fans thought that was a bad move. No, it wasn't. He was one of the last four guys in this year's Royal Rumble. It was a great move. And he wasn't the one put on the shelf for the injury. It was Edge. And WWE just treated him like they were the same person. Oh, Edge is out, so let's not use Christian for anything. And Christian had his debut match uh, uh, last Dynamite with Frankie Kazarian. Fucking awesome match. Great match. Uh, old stool, old-school type of match that you would enjoy if I put it on the TV right now. So, like, with that said, I think, you know, when WWE gets a live audience, sure, it'll be fun to watch again. Yeah, things will change a little bit. But the stories are still going to suck. The stories are still going to suck. It's just, look, and and when they don't, they're just going to bring in Brock Lesnar or Ronda Rousey again because it's not about bringing... I think
0: Ronda's done.
1: It's, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh,
0: I understand. A Ronda-esque Yeah, Yeah, because it's
1: not about building a star anymore. It's like, oh, Conor McGregor left UFC. Let's sign him and make him a wrestler. And as intriguing as yeah, that is. That's,
0: it's Which is really sad because, you know, that was the biggest time in uh, WWE history in the late 80s through the 90s was when they had the some of the best well the best wrestlers across the world which they had picked out of the ter- territory system they cherry picked the best guys mm-hmm. and so and and now those guys don't have anywhere to survive and uh, dedicate time to their craft
1: oh they have NXT <laughs>
0: that's fucking ridiculous that's like <laughs> that's like a plastic factory, and that's why every motherfucker that 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 wrestles in WWE, and when they leave, they look the fucking same. Everybody fucking looks like a carbon copy. If everybody else looks mm-hmm. like a fucking video game or a fucking. A fucking. Um, now, what do you mean a, by a,
1: looks like a, a
0: toy or a you know? What they, do you
1: what do you mean looks like a video there game?
0: Aren't like everybody is wearing fucking the same fucking shit. There's nothing to fucking uh, to to separate them. Oh, are you talking about fucking, in WWE? Yeah, yeah. All their fucking moves are the fucking same. They all use the same shit. Their their psychology and matches are tragic.
1: And bland.
0: It's bland, and Mm -hmm. it fucking means nothing. It's the same fucking shit, man. Like, I turn it on, and I don't have to spend five minutes. I go, man, this is the same fucking shit. I could turn this off and turn it back on in an hour, and it would be a different match entirely with completely different people, and they would be doing the same fucking boring shit.
1: will you admit that AEW at least tries to bring a slightly different...
0: I think the advantage that AEW has... Is that they allow the wrestlers to at least put some of their own personality into what they're doing? Yeah, and and listen, for some, but it's not going to be that way forever. No, some it's it's a, it's a complete a total advantage if they give them freedom and open the door to them, but some of them, I'll be honest with you, don't fucking have it. Like they don't have that fucking it factor. You know, you see guys come in, you're like, "Oh, well, this guy's a little different," and then, you know, three weeks later, they haven't f- like. There's nothing exciting happening. You know, I know, I can name a couple people in AEW that have an it factor
1: though. Uh, uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry has an it factor to him. Um, they just signed Ethan Page. He's got an uh, uh, an it factor. Darby Allen has got an it factor. And they teamed him with Sting, and that was that's pretty fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I saw that kid, too, and I just, like, nothing excites. I guess it's a possibility for me that, of course, when I came up through the wrestling business, I was younger than every single wrestler that I looked up to. You know? Yeah. Like, I had somebody to go, I want to be like that guy. Who was that guy? Who was well, that I mean, there you? were a million of them. It changed, when, well, when I was, when I when I wasn't in the wrestling business, I mean, you know, you saw the guys that were on TV that were getting pushed all the time. Yeah. loved. Of course, my guys were the fucking tough guy brawlers, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, like Butch Reed and, mm. you know, of course, and then there was guys that were technical wrestlers like Ric Flair or the guys who were flamboyant like Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And those are the guys you're like, well, God damn, dude, if I could just get a piece of what he's got. You know, I, you know, you know who my my wrestler
1: was that I always wanted to be like, and I'm not talking about Sting.
0: Huh, well, that's
1: surprising. Yeah, no, I just liked Sting for I, I like Sting's character and the evolution of Sting's character, much like the evolution of a comic. But uh, Dean Malenko, Dean Malenko was a it was a, he was a little guy, so I already like well, he attached.
0: Was a hell of a fucking worker. Yeah, and didn't talk.
1: A, no. And fucking knew every move in the book And would sell shit
0: You know who Malenko would have done great with Oh who If he had the right mouthpiece He would have done great with Gary Hart Okay Because Gary could Gary could have found something in that kid And
1: He's your age now
0: Right That's right But I mean at the time for Gary Gary's going oh I could do something with this kid Yeah, Yeah Exactly what he did with Kitna He was like oh Oh, yeah. these guys have a little something, and if I let them out of, if I let them loose, you know, if I let them loose and they do what I let them, you know, kind of be themselves, and, yeah, and and it, it, and really listen, we it wasn't until we really kind of broke away from Gary that we really became the team extreme that everybody kind of fucking knew, yeah, but he would he would have found something like I give you an example, Al Perez. I don't know if you're familiar with Al Perez's I've heard work, name. but Al Perez was an incredible fucking wrestler. Yeah, and 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 I think that, um, and, and you know, once again, the great Muta, the great, great Muta. Great Muta. I mean, Gary found the great Muta. I mean, Gary Gary created out of a what would probably have been a Japanese enhancement talent, and he turned him into the. To the great Kabuki, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, to to see those guys that had that talent, but maybe just didn't have that kind of it thing, you know, because Malenko was boring as fucking hell to talk to, but <laughs> but a, a an incredible worker, and yeah. of course he's second generation, yeah. So and, and just one of the best fucking solid work, technical technical wrestlers. workers, yeah. yeah. And could tell a story, mm-hmm. but, you know, he needed that little something to kind of turn him around to make him, and, you know, somebody to advocate for him, you know, yeah, somebody to take him, which I think is one of the positive things that, uh, Heyman's doing with
1: Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Well, they needed to turn Roman Reigns heel, but even then, like it's a little bit too little too late. You know, with that. Yeah, Should have uh, happened years ago. He he won, like, what, three WrestleManias that the fans were against him winning for, including one that I witnessed here in Dallas. You know, and it's just like, oh, he's healed now?
0: Okay, well, it just seems like... Well, it's, it's one of the disadvantages that they have in the wrestling business that we didn't have. Mm. Nobody got turned till the right time yeah, when we were when I started in the wrestling business, like it took it took a long time to whether it was a heel turn or a babyface turn. Now, babyface turn could be much quicker because all you had to do is have some emotion involved in it, but a heel turn took time yeah slow burn took a slow burn you're like oh what's wrong with that guy why has he got such an attitude now
1: they recently just did that on aew with uh cody's best friend qt marshall
0: yeah i saw that i've seen that kid
1: and and uh, in fact cody and dustin put these put him over and then put these three students that joined with QT Marshall over in this big segment on Dynamite where QT and these three students turn their back on the Nightmare family and attack all the all the old guy Billy Gunn, Dustin. So really, I mean we go back to Cody Rhodes, he's not trying to be the biggest wrestling star, he's putting people over. Right. You know. But like th- at least with AEW, like that was something I only expected QT Marshall to turn at some point, I didn't spe- expect Q.T. Marshall to bring people with him and then have his own little faction. It's just like, wow, you're taking a big chance on this guy. Okay, let's see what he's got as a as a bad guy.
0: But it was one of the advantages that we had back in the '80s, and it, and really, it was it was primed in the '80s. Yeah, and course. It was easier in the seventies because there was more people who believed it. Mm-hmm. So, but when you get into the modern day product and they turn somebody, people see it coming.
1: Oh, in WWE especially.
0: Well, and two, you know, I'm sure, like personally, when Cody wrestled um, the kid who. Um, uh, the, the match that you and I discussed that I thought was a really great match that um, that um, Tully Blanchard was his. Oh, Sean year. Spears. Yeah. So um, when they were in the process of that turn, okay? And I smelled it. Mm. Which turn? Sean Spears' you, turn? No, 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 no. Uh, JT, or J, QT Marshall. QT Marshall. Yeah, yeah. I, I could smell it coming. Well, I mean, that was, like, last year, though. I know it was long burn, but I could tell, like, something is going on here. Yeah. Like, I could tell, like, when they did the whole thing, who's going to be ringside? Oh, yeah. Remember? Like, for me, and it was I was like, like, uh, they're trying to fucking turn this kid. Yeah,
1: there was, like, the story of, like, would he choose QT or right, would he choose Dustin? Right. Yeah, no, I remember No,
0: that. no, the, uh, him or DDP.
1: Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, now that you mentioned, I smelt that coming. Like I smelt it coming, and when they and finally turned. It's funny turned you him... mention
1: it, because QT got on the mic and was like, "He's tired of being underappreciated. He's doing all the paperwork in AEW. He's Cody's right hand man, and he just feels underappreciated.
0: He's not getting any opportunities." It's like people see it coming yeah. a mile away now, and they didn't back in the eighties, seventies, eighties.
1: Well, so let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So when ECW came around. Why was ECW greatly accepted, even though ECW was kind of breaking some rules? Yeah, Yeah. and it was kind of breaking some rules in wrestling. Why was ECW so warmly Hmm. welcome into the wrestling world? So,
0: in my opinion, just just we haven't discussed this, and I haven't done any like real research on it. But to see what I saw back in the '90s when it happened. I think it was the the rawness, okay, of what they were doing, um, and I think it was like it's a good example to use what ECW finally became to what um, the way people are looking at AEW, okay, because um, the people who really pushed into ECW were the people that wanted to say fuck you Vince and fuck you Ted Turner. Okay. Okay. And I think the real hardcore fans in AEW right now are definitely fuck you Vince guys. I mean like they're not going over and watching the product on Monday night. I try to. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm definitely a fuck you Vince type of
1: guy, but for other reasons. Not what's happening in WWE, just who Vince McMahon is as a person. I mean, he he fired all those people during the pandemic when well, they okay, when agree. they made. Okay, we agree. a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, we, he's a fucking piece of shit. That's why I I'm a fuck you Vince type of guy. Right. Now I have actually I've tried to watch Raw. I have. There are some some good points. There there will be a couple moments where I'm like, oh, that's really cool.
0: Listen, I can say that I'm never making the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, they left you out again this year. <laughs> no <laughs> With AEW, the reason I like AEW is because it is the alternative I've always wanted. I almost got it out of TNA.
0: Almost. Yeah. And then they
1: brought in Hogan and Bischoff, and I was like, yeah. oh, this is over.
0: Yeah, Bubba the Love
1: Sponge. And Bubba the Love Sponge, God, he had no fucking business. <laughs> he did No fucking business at all being on wrestling television. He had no business. But, yeah, that's when I was done. They, when they had when they moved Impact to Monday and they were bringing back the wrestling war, I was like, oh, no, what are y'all doing? Yeah. What are y'all doing? Y'all are selling out a fucking venue next to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville in Orlando, and you guys <laughs> think you can compete, and there's Hogan and Bischoff, and then Hall and Nash and Pac come out, and I was like, oh, here we go. They're fucking yeah, ruining this. that was this. definitely
0: that was the beginning of the
1: end. But if you look at TNA's roster... From before when they came in, they had Samoa Joe, they had AJ Styles, they had all these people that are fucking world champions in WWE right now. They could have. They had Kurt. They had Kurt Angle in his fucking prime. I mean, true, he was addicted to (laughs) painkillers, but he was in his fucking prime. They had Christian. They had. They had. They had Jarrett. It was fucking going good, and then ugh. But
0: ECW. Was, it was I think it was the down and dirty part of the mid the um uh, mid
1: 90s but had Paul heyman not been as you said it while we were having lunch a bad businessman ecw probably could have taken off into a global promotion had the finances been held right but again I don't
0: know man it was almost like they were
1: they were getting fucking huge. They went from little they were tiny doing venues, views
0: and stuff. you know, they started out in a fucking bingo hall. They
1: were starting to sell out little tiny arenas, like yeah, yeah. but you know. it was
0: uh, it was it I think the rawness is what people got excited about. And I think it's one of the things that started the big uh, backyard wrestling craze.
1: Jesus, I, I hated
0: Oh, it was a nightmare. And I went uh, to I went
1: to high school with, with dudes that did backyard wrestling.
0: Yeah, so uh it was but, just it was
1: watch it was like just watching a couple of kids just pissed at their parents. That's what it was.
0: Yeah, it was, it was yeah, just
1: like, it was like, a like a ah Ty, Tyler hates his dad today. That's why he's taking a fucking Yeah. Uh, um <laughs> a fucking light tube to his fucking skull. Oh, that's horrible.
0: And I think but I th- you know, listen you ever do any backyard wrestling? Did not. Good for you. Yeah.
1: I neither did I.
0: Yeah, they couldn't afford me.
1: No, they. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the money wouldn't right. There's the this.
1: Pot. So, did you ever see? Have you seen that David Arquette
0: doc- documentary yet? Um, a little bit of it.
1: There's this fucking part where like they book someone books David Arquette and he's thinking he he thinks he's going to like a, a, a like a fucking promotion, and it turns out to be someone's backyard. It's just a fucking group of backyard yeah, wrestling kids. Yeah, definitely
0: not have seen that. Maybe I've seen previews No, but you
1: know what David Arquette does? He does it anyway with, like, a fucking smile on his face. Well, just professional as fuck.
0: That's a really... Uh, honestly... I know he's trying to uh, redeem himself.
1: And, you know, I watched this documentary, and I'm just like, okay... Well, I, I was really never mad at David Arquette. It wasn't his decision to put the title on
0: it. Yeah, we... You know, it was... Uh... <sighs> you know, when that shit happened, it was the end of the end.
1: Andrew uh, Anderson, by the way, is in that documentary. Oh, is for he? Like, yeah, for like a split second because they show like a, a real wrestling event. And like, for some reason, it's just this shot of Andrew just like walking to the back. But I'm like, oh, I just interviewed that guy. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't think David Arquette should catch any shit or be blackballed because it wasn't his decision.
0: Well, I mean, I fucking... Listen, why would you do that business when you're fucking doing real movies?
1: Because he's a fucking wrestling I fan. That. I understand. And that. that's Can I can I just say so? I yeah. know I know we're going long.
0: No, but That's fine. We we have no time on.
1: It. I don't understand why wrestlers why wrestlers like with David Arquette just as an example, a wrestling fan who is successful in entertainment and in Hollywood Wants to do something with wrestling. And then you guys just immediately shit on him. Why is it when fans want to, like, fan, especially when fans build themselves up and they try to get involved, you guys are like, fuck off. <laughs> okay. I'm Why?
0: A, I'm going to tell you what this thing Cause is. Because here's
1: David Arquette. It wasn't his decision to be the WCW champ. But when they offered it to him, of course he's going to say right, yes. Right, right. Do y'all blackball Eric Bischoff? Do y'all
0: blackball mm-hmm. Vince Russo? Fuck yeah, it no. Yeah, Vince was Russo. Um, and involved in that stupid fucking movie, whatever it was. Uh, Ready to rumble. And yes. also,
1: uh, that stupid fucking movie had Oliver Platt. So fuck you, Oliver Platt. It's a wonderful actor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's I think it's because, you know, the dues are so difficult to mm. pay in the wrestling business. Like, like, especially when I got in the business in the late '80s, '89 into the '90s, to get in the business. Now it started to get easier as we came along, and people had more wrestling schools and things of that nature. But in the in the early and mid '80s, it was fucking almost impossible to get in the business. Mm like you had you had to almost have someone approach you in a in a gym or <laughs> it's always in a gym um you know or i mean you know i've seen guys bouncing at fucking bars and mm-hmm. you know or you know just i mean big dudes you know that you run into somewhere and but it was so fucking difficult like 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 i got abused like physically and mentally to get in the business
1: i feel like the mood is changing like it really like, now and, now this is confession time and, and who and, touched and, you chris
0: fucking <laughs> where do i start well, um no like you know it was just so difficult and we we dedicated our time and our lives and i traveled around to all these fucking little fucking towns and did and made no fucking money and and f- but f- were you a fan? You know. Well, yeah, of course. You're, you're okay. not going to get in the wrestling business unless you're, unless you're a fan. But then, when you have somebody that's already in their entertainment, and they just fucking open the door to them. Well, you don't think David Arquette? Uh,
1: David Arquette ate shit. You know, like, he ate shit in his own little industry.
0: Well, that's not my problem. Just because but, I fucking eat, eat shit in the fucking wrestling business, and they're not going to let me fucking go out and fucking throw touchdowns for the fucking Cowboys. But,
1: okay, that's true. That's true. But there was a point in the late 90s where you could have. <laughs> they were looking for any quarterback yeah. after Aikman. But um, the possibility, and this was a possibility at the time, that David Arquette... One one. If you go back to his movie career at the time, David Arquette was supposed to be like one of the. He was he was on the level of being America's like next big actor, possible Oscar award winner. He was doing independent movies that were just fucking solid. Um, but the possibility of David Arquette bringing new eyes on the product, which ultimately gets the boys paid more, you know, I, I don't understand why, I mean, maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a, a so do you think that like, I don't think he should have won the world title by any any means.
0: Listen, I don't have anybody, I don't have a problem, anybody coming in and being involved to, to, if they want to promote the wrestling business or Mm -hmm. be involved in, uh, promoting a product along with the wrestling business, like, uh, like. You know, Ralph. a movie or uh, something of that nature, a, an, an album. You know, I don't have a problem with that. Do you think? Here's um, what I have a problem with. Go ahead. What a problem! What I have a problem with is that. Like, like, do you remember what happened to the? Do you remember what happened to the jackass guys when they went on WWE? Oh yeah. That's what should happen to them. Like, they ought to fucking get the crap beat out of them. Or they should be brought in the back and taught how to sell. And, but they should never be put over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, pay your fucking dues in the but, fucking business. But, like,
1: you'll see in this documentary, I think um, David Arquette's just trying to get added to an autograph signing or to an event, special appearance. All right. And these dudes, uh, these wrestlers... When they meet up at some bar or whatever, some place, reunion, whatever, they just shit on him.
0: They just shit on him, even though, even though right. he
1: is part of wrestling history. And- okay,
0: so this is what I'll, I'll just, I'll put this out there. Okay. If, like, I would never do that. Like, if he was in an autograph signing or something like that, I mean, I, listen, I'm cool with that. Like, you know, if I'm there signing autographs, selling my pictures and my gimmicks, mm-hmm. and he's there selling pictures and gimmicks... Like we're on the same level. I know Okay. With that. And uh, in fact, listen, we if, can probably get listen, him for the next Oak Island. I was going to say, though. David Arquette wants to call me or email us at the Counting Lights Podcast. We would love gmail. to have com. him. He is more than welcome. I Dude, will book I will, him a match, and I will, I will let, I will make sure that there's a good storyline for I him will to be involved him at up the up on the show. Can you
1: fucking imagine that, David Arquette? Bring him. Versus Sabu at Oak Islands Brewery. (laughs) Can you imagine that shit?
0: Yeah, by the the way, David, uh, there's not going to be much payday for it. I mean, he did that backyard. In this
1: documentary, he does this backyard wrestling thing for like pennies.
0: Yeah, but if he also
1: went down to Mexico and wrestled in the street. This documentary is pretty legit on Uh, David Arquette. Maybe I'll check it out. Like, it's really good. It says. I saw uh,
0: some of the previews of it and I thought, huh?
1: You can't kill David Arquette. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. It's a really fucking good documentary, but it also shows these wrestlers just treating him like shit. And I've never understood it because like if I was in his position and Vince Russo walked up to me and said, Hey, you want to be WCW
0: champ? Well, I'm, I'm sure that was the one of the reasons that they got to bring him in and promote that the whole I'm sure this rumble was probably decided way before the movie was even completed.
1: I mean, I don't. I I don't know. I, I'd have to listen to Vince Russo on a podcast, and to be honest with you, I, I don't, yeah, don't. I can't. Don't do that. I'll listen to Jim Cornette shit on Russo any day. I go to sleep
0: to that shit. <laughs> there are some things uh, I disagree with. God, th- do you imagine the nightmares I would fucking have bro, if I went to sleep listening to Cornette? Bro, actually, there's something pleasing
1: about Cornette's voice when it is just in rant mode. I can't explain what it is, and I know I'm not alone. So write us. But like. Jim Cornette, I disagree with him on a lot of things, but god damn it, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Boy, it's and when, funny I'll, I'll when give he you that. shits on Russo? You t- you know he's telling one hundred percent truth. Shits on anybody, but you know he's telling the truth about Russo.
0: Well, and he's—I think he's shooting on about ninety percent of what he's talking. He about. He is so fucking mad that Russo
1: got put as head writer back in the nineties. I'll tell
0: you this: don't fuck up his cheeseburger.
1: Do not doubt the, uh, the Dairy Queen video.
0: Oh, yeah, I've seen that.
1: Jericho's in the front seat of that fucking that. thing. That's all the it's,
0: boys from Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Yeah, right? it's, it's
1: Jericho, Lance Storm, Sonny. They were all in the fucking car, <laughs> and they didn't put pickles or something on Cornette's burger, and he just...
0: I think if I remember right, they stopped... They It was a long day, and they were trying to get back to, to uh, Louisville or something. Yeah. They stopped at a Dairy Queen. They ordered, like, 20 fucking burgers. Yeah. And one he pulled, thing was and wrong he, no he pulled up and they didn't make the food because they didn't know if they were serious
1: oh well you know i, I, I remember seeing that i'm not saying he's if, in, I'm,
0: if I'm not mistaken i'm not correct.
1: saying he's in the right but i will say i understand
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh we gotta wrap this up bro. we do
1: have to wrap this up so here are the show dates again because this will probably be at part two or part three. I don't know how long we fucking went. Um But uh, April 23rd, counting lights presents a night of comedy over at Oak Highlands brewery with Dean Lewis and Mikey B and many more April 4th comedy on the dork side with uh, myself, Chris Germany, David Jessup, Christy Hayden, Barry Whitewater. And I, I think more people are bringing added. I'm not sure. Uh, over there, Addison Improv. Tickets available at Addison. Oh, I'm sorry, at ImprovTexas.com. Uh, and finally, July second and July third. Two nights. Two nights. Uh, comedy Arena. Myself headlining. Chris hosting with our friend Miles featuring. And apparently, and this is news to me, uh, a new Counting Lights wrestling show possibly happening on May 15th, and
0: might we're looking trying, trying to put it all together
1: might have David Arquette and Sabu (laughs) might
0: Uh,
1: follow us on Twitter at counting underscore lights, email us at countinglightspodcast at gmail.com, see that's how you do it Chris, you see this ending? you you see this ending right here? hold on, the pizza's here (laughs) (laughs) And over. No. Ladies and gentlemen, he's Chris Germany. And that's Dan Danzig. And this is the Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling... Lock up.